Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Alicia Thayer. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And in this episode, we are uh, reviewing Season 1, Episode 1 of Agent Carter! Yay! Woo! <laughs> now is not the end. Original air date, January 6, 2015. Wow. So much later than the time it takes ago. place. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting a lot closer. Yeah, yeah it's like, now. ooh, three years out. <laughs> but like, how many, how far, when was Iron Man? 2009? 2008, yeah. 10-year anniversary. Like, was it? I mm-hmm. thought it was... Yep, May 4th, 2008. Or May 1st? May, first week of May, 2008. I know that. <laughs> All right, so anyway, so the oh, yeah, uh, general right. summary of the, oh, huh? Uh, I said, yep, he's right. I had to look it up. Yeah, that's very important. So make sure you're silent for that when Alicia says I'm right. Sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Anyway. So the general summary, since this was a, a series premiere, um, you know, we get a nice uh, overview kind of thing. Um, all right. So in 1946, Peggy Carter is now a secretary for the Strategic Science Reserve. Howard Stark asks her for help when the country believes that he is selling deadly weapons to their enemies. First off, because this is the first time I actually read it out loud, is she actually a secretary? Did I completely miss that? No, no she's, she's an agent. Secretary. Yeah, she's an agent. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Exactly. I thought she was an agent, so I'm wondering why it says secretary, but that's probably just because everyone's treating her like one, but okay. Yeah, right. there's like, I think it's in the second episode, there's a big thing when someone calls her a secretary and she, her name's Agent, which is wrong, yeah, her name's Peggy, that. but whatever. Okay. Right. So I feel like will, you need to reread to the end of that, though, to Al, so that we can do the bump, bump, bump. Okay. Howard Stark asks her for help when the country believes that he is selling deadly weapons to their enemies. Bump, 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 bump. bump. It's very important. It's it's integral to the show. It's so stupid, but I was like, ah, oh, he cut it off. My apologies. Uh, Next time, I'll 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 uh, wait. I got to put in a note for that. And make sure we make sure I do it at least. <laughs> All righty. So, um, TV show starts out, and it's uh, it's it's kind of a trip down memory lane. It's kind of summarizing basically um, everything we know about Peggy Carter. For, right. uh, first off, it kind of starts off with the uh, you know the end scene from Captain America, or at least her final conversation. Yeah, uh, breaking my heart again. Summary of what's happened to Stark or, um, since the war, World War Two, at least mm-hmm. that one. You know, the the one we we know she was part of, and then uh, and then we get a little movie montage about some some other things too, which actually includes um, that little short that we saw previously. That was like a fraction of a second scene. Um, so that yeah. may have happened before now. I guess I'm a little confused on the timing. What? But uh, yeah, that, that was my question about the timeline because the short definitely ends with her leaving the SSR to start Shield with Howard, but here she's obviously still in the SSR. Wait, so, I don't remember the short. Is that one of the shorts that were on the yeah. thing? Yeah, the one shot where she takes down Zodiac and remember she takes the mission by herself. Oh, yep. Okay, now I remember that. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most likely it was just kind of one of those things where it, uh, uh, just kind of bad editing, kind of. I guess as far as timing, they just wanted more stuff. Like it, it was an action scene. I, I forget what she was doing, but you know, it was just kind of tossed in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like a cool scene. It was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this starts out with immediately breaking my heart with uh, having the saddest scene of Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so i think well all these guys are assholes but then i look who wrote this episode the guys who wrote this um marcus and mcfeely are the same people who wrote all three captain americas and um avengers infinity war so pretty good pretty good um resume for them i approve <laughs> all right yeah. I, I guess it works out yeah Mm-mm-mm. yeah <laughs> all right cool so uh so you know that's all basically at her um her and her uh, apartment in the morning uh, and then uh afterwards um you know she uh her her roommate colleen shows up uh and then they end up in a conversation you know reminding us how much things suck for women during the time and still kind of now too so it's a yeah. lot of that yep mm-hmm. <laughs> so true yeah 
And so, the, the, okay, watching this completely threw me off because her roommate was getting home from work and then Carter was leaving and I, I completely messed up like what time it was in my head. I was thinking it was like evening time, but but no, it's it's morning. So Yeah, because she works in case, the night shift. Mm-hmm, yeah, in case anyone else was confused or I'm just the only stupid one, basically. No, you can't You're really see stupid. outside. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, you can't see outside during that scene. It's only later you figure out that it's morning. Mm-hmm. And um, she could be going to bed in just in the middle of the day, or we know it's morning now because she thinks she has TB. So tuberculosis is a big true. deal. <laughs> oh, okay. I assume Cap Cap probably had tuberculosis. I think his mom got it and died. Yeah, I think in, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a big yeah, deal in the forties. <laughs> ah, it's nice to live now. Okay. <laughs> all righty so so uh moving on uh carter then you know leaves for work um she's walking around the streets of new york she's the one person with any color on everyone else is in their very dull suit um and then uh walking in she gets a nice compliment on her hat showing right? that she can pull off hats yeah unlike colson. unlike colson or colson might be able to he's not sure mm-hmm. but uh you notice what color she is wearing though She's blue wearing red? red, white, and blue in homage to Captain America. Hmm. Hmm. I totally or, missed that. Or Britain, because she's British. Or America, because yes. she works for America. I don't know. She has a lot of homages in that one outfit. All of them things. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of overlap in, in those things, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, yeah. In, in terms of uh, what else it could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be France. It could be um, New Zealand, I think. I know it could be Australia. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> it could be a country she's trying to start if it, you know she wants to make a coup or something. It could be Canada, and she just likes the color blue as well. Because Canada's <laughs> white and red. <laughs> Any of those things. Any of those things. Uh, just in, in case anyone else is a little curious, Tony also runs another podcast called Fun with Flags. So, is um... <laughs> is fun? Uh... <laughs> it's also not true. That, yeah, that's, sadly, that, that, though, I'd be kind of entertained by that. That idea was stolen by Sheldon, Sheldon Cooper years before oh, I decided to make a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's his. It's his. Uh thing on big bang theory oh okay i haven't watched a whole lot of that so (laughs) Ah. Ah. anyway where was i looking at my notes (laughs) i think we were going uh, to argentinian flag oh my goodness Mm -hmm. (laughs) i have no idea what that one looks like i don't know i don't know why i chose that one i I don't know what it looks like (laughs) argentina flag yeah Yeah. what's it look like it looks like (laughs) red white and blue no, <laughs> it's got two blue stripes, one at the top, one at the bottom with a white stripe with a sun in the middle of it. Ah, because it's sunny outside and she's wearing re- or like it's a red sun. That's where a hat represents. It's not. And <laughs> <laughs> and the blue isn't even our blue. It's like a sky blue. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, Argentina. <laughs> Although, what was the Argentinian flag in 1946? That's the question. All right, hang on. Important Same stuff. Shit. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I hereby announce my retirement for th- for um, fun with flags. I have failed every flag aficionado. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, we can move on. Um, so, yeah, so Carter uh, finally gets into the office, um, and uh, everyone's all going into a meeting. Uh, this is the meeting where they're all finding out that, uh, um, or we're getting a little bit of a review about Stark basically being in trouble for uh, selling weapons to you know the enemies of the Allied forces during the war. Um, and um, also Stark has been missing for, I think, two or three days. I forget the amount of time. But uh, yeah, so everyone ends up with that mission of now you all get to find him. Woohoo! Yeah, we also see Howard being exactly like Tony was in Iron Man 2. Right? I was like, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't remember that from my previous watch of this. But it was just like, oh, hey, look, it's that that totally explains where Tony got it. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the iron doesn't fall far from the man. Iron tree. 
<laughs> for the man. Yep, there you go. Mountain, I guess. Yeah. It's the mine. mine? The yeah, I was gonna yeah, say it doesn't. We need to do more research about the world before we start <laughs> talking on this podcast. This is all historical and crap. What the hell? <laughs> okay, with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we find out they specifically say like six pieces of tech are missing, which is you know would be a great plot generator for a TV show. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. So that's real convenient that we're starting the show right here. Right? <laughs> yeah, the day before would have probably been really boring. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after this meeting ends, um, Agent Cooley um, makes a, a wisecrack about Carter and gets called out on it by uh, Agent Souza. So mm-hmm. there's that little dynamic between them. Uh, yeah. Carter really doesn't appreciate this, and at some point, Chad Michael Murray admits he can't read. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, there was the the crack um, Carter mentioned about because he was trying to get her to to do his paperwork, and then she has the the nice crack about the the alphabet. Um, was it? Yeah, exactly the alphabet. Would you like <laughs> me to teach you? I can, we can start at A. <laughs> Where's yeah, the stuff with that. A? Yes. Um. We all. Yeah. Like you said, we get introduced to um Agent Souza, who is a person you might recognize from previously in the MCU. Uh, he is one of the two cops that uh, Agent or Captain America gives orders to in the Battle of New York in the the first Avenger movie, in the original Avenger movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's also like a Joss Whedon type guy. He was in the show Dollhouse as Victor, who was like in love with Sky, the actress who played Sky's mom in uh, Agents of Shield. Yeah. But people are saying like. You've seen Agents of Shield? <laughs> well, no, 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 the dollhouse. <laughs> ah, yeah. Um, people say that uh, the cop is like Souza's grandson or something like that, but that's just because they screwed up and put the same actor in two different things. Ah. <laughs> now, now, Tony, I just want to be clear. When you're saying he was in the original Avengers, you mean the one in was it 2012? Was, was that the year? Yes, not, not the 1998 the Avengers. In- Sorry. Just okay, so I just want to make sure. <laughs> just want to make sure we're on the same page. Okay. So boring. You mean? Oh, oh, I don't know that that cliffhanger with the, all the people in bear outfits. I really want to see how that's resolved. I, I really so, don't. <laughs> I, I'm sure we'll get there sometime. I'm sure we will too. I'll probably regret every moment of it, but I will get there. That's what you get when you listen to my ideas. I Moving know. on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong all right uh, all right so um the next scene um agent carter is uh basically sulking in a diner um her uh, diner she frequents um mm-hmm. she starts chatting with her friend angie the a waitress there mm-hmm. um and then uh gets a, a mysterious message after she steps away for a, a bit that uh, it's written on a napkin that says uh to meet in the back alley in five minutes right can I just hmm. say, so then, knowing who that mm-hmm. is, dude, he was stupid sneaky. I was like, how did he manage that? He's a ninja. Ninja. Ninja <laughs> well, butler. We're not completely... <laughs> well, I, I guess we're not actually completely sure. Was it him or was it Stark? So in Pretty the next sure scene, basically, to, to talk about that one, um, we see uh, Jarvis sucks at talking to people because he... <laughs> I forget what he says, but he basically says he's going to kidnap her is kind of what he makes it sound like. Yeah, I was Actually, I was like really... That. I was really surprised that a computer program just showed up there in 1946. <laughs> uh, without Iron Man suit or anything, I was shocked when Jarvis showed up. So lifelike, too. Like, yeah. How did Stark lose this technology? I don't know. I don't know. Um, no, I, I, this is not Jarvis, our computer, which is... He is the computer. Stands for something. The person the computer was designed. Yes, Mr. Edwin Jarvis. Mm-hmm. I love Jarvis. He's so awesome. Who is probably the person who um, pretty much raised Tony. Probably did. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, going back to the, the previous thing about sneakily um, you know, dropping the note there. Mm-hmm. Whoever did it, they were probably wearing a, a baseball cap. So well, yeah. they were able to hide. I mean, no one knows them, so it must be. That's true. So anyway, we had a whole little scene there. Um, Stark shows up. Carter almost kills him because she starts shooting at his car, obviously, right. after 
thinking she's about to get abducted by some random guy. Yeah. So that was um, different. Well, she was never uh, in anyway. danger of getting abducted because she's Agent Carter. But that's why, because she can shoot <laughs> that tire in just like two shots. That's true. Yeah. But she had a, a, a proper uh, response to that. Like, oh, I'll just shoot this card that's coming right at me. And it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's what you would do as an agent. I assume, at least. I have no idea. <laughs> sure you don't. So anyway, she fi- <laughs> I wish I did. It's always something I thought would be really cool, but I know it would be really boring, I'm sure. After we're spending, what, six or seven seasons watching Burn Notice? Man, it would be so boring. Yeah, I don't know how you did that. I, I stopped after, like, the second season. Oh, I love that show. It was one of my favorites mm. for years, except that last season. The final one was, was not good. But the rest of it, oh, I loved it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, back to Carter, a real-life agent. Right. Um, <laughs> In this documentary series, uh, yes. <laughs> she then willingly decides to uh, go with Stark and Jarvis in the car that she shot. Um, right. How and did they get the Star- tire fixed so quickly? I, I, or the I car was going to say, did we miss like 45 minutes of them standing there while Jarvis had to change the tire? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> and yeah, I know it doesn't so, take 45 minutes to change a tire, but it would probably take 45 minutes for Jarvis to change a tire. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, did they have to call someone instead? Like, if it's if it's not a normal thing Jarvis is used to doing, like, would they have to go use a payphone, call Stark's personal car mechanic-y type person <laughs> who's on call 24-7 to come fix that, and then they were on their way? So they could have been there for, like, an hour and a half. At least. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And all that time, they did not talk about the stuff that they talked about in the car later during the next scene. Well, the camera Which wasn't Stark there. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it would have been boring. Yep. <laughs> uh, so here they uh, we get the, the nice exposition about uh, all the doomsday weapons that Stark likes to create, basically, mm-hmm. um, but not sell or do anything with. So he just likes to keep them in a vault. Um, and he wants Carter to help clear his name. Yeah. Um okay definitely has a terrible name for his weapons called bad babies i really hate that name i probably will never say that again <laughs> how did i miss that i didn't even hear him I yeah. mean, I'm sure he I heard said it like a couple times like, yeah he called him like two or three oh, times really? he called him the bad babies yeah. <laughs> oh man i am bad at paying attention to things okay <laughs> wow okay i do like i have this vision or I guess not vision because it's audio, but this imagine his inner monologue, Howard's just like, so yeah, Peggy, you go on a dangerous mission with my hapless butler. I'm leaving, <laughs> and he just gets on the boat. Great. <laughs> yep, exactly. So he flees the country. I forget where he said he was going, but somewhere in Europe, right? He's going to find more of his. Um, I'm not going to say it. His bad weapons. Uh, in other places of the world. That's right. So, okay. So he, he leaves the country. He sets up the, the whole mission and everything for Carter and like, well, bye. You can take care of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so sure. I'm uh, sure you'll do fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like you said, Tony, this is the perfect beginning for a story of some sort of a potentially TV show, maybe yeah. even a book. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. Not a comic. Mm-hmm. That would be a terrible idea. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so so that all ends. Carter basically says, yes, she'll go ahead and do this. And then we go on to the next scene. Uh, the next morning, Carter gets into the office, um, pretty much starts on this case. She uh, sees um, Agent Sousa kind of starting to work on Stark's trail, um, tries to put him off of that. And then she uh, gets some info about uh, a sting that the SSR is going to, uh, to set up to try and... Um, uh, get that Stark weapon back because they found out there's a potential sale going on somewhere. Mm-hmm. So Alicia, I think you had something in the notes uh, talking about this. For, yeah. For the putting, for her putting him off this, the trail. I, I just, I was so amused by that. Cause I was like, dude, how many pictures that they, they must have for Stark on a boat for him to believe that. Like, I was just like, um, dude, if you know Stark at all, and like, we just get the little bits of character. So from what I get from that, I'm like, if he didn't want to be somewhere because he was terrified of it, there's certainly no way he would have done it. So I just, 
it was just one of those things where I'm like, and you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but it's a totally believable story that she tells them that Stark tried to kiss her on VE day. Oh, that I believe. pushed her in the Thames. <laughs> Even though I know that's a lie, that I believe. But no, the Stark being on a boat, yeah, no. I'm not sure it's a lie. I mean, except for the frogman thing. Maybe the uh, fishing him out of the Thames was a lie. But I'm pretty sure Stark tried to kiss her. Well, no, that that I'm sure of, but the the fact that he, uh, her telling him that Stark would never be caught dead on the boat, even and the only reason he was is because he really, really liked that girl. I'm calling shenanigans. He should have. Mm-hmm. There should be way more pictures of him on a boat with other women that should make that completely implausible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that yep. was my thoughts. Yeah, and then okay. As we head into the mm-hmm. briefing room, I do like Peggy using, you know, sexism of the time to her advantage, where right? she's there, like, pouring coffee for them, which they expect a woman to do, just so she can look at the pictures, and then she's taking a day off for, quote-unquote, for... women's issues, because it freaks which, out the guy. As the only woman on this podcast, I have never understood, because uh, I guess I'm just one of those really, really weird women that don't have that issue at all. So I don't get it. <laughs> I I can't speak to that for obvious reasons. But what I can say is there are guys and probably more common back then is like you could use that as an excuse if you wanted to get away or have well, a reason. Most guys not to be don't want to talk about that in general anyway. It's like one of those things is like, oh, ew, uh, ew, which is exactly the reaction they have. Which is entertaining, but it, at the same point, it's like, dude, that's like a natural bodily function. It happens oh, every yeah. month, for God's sakes. Uh, <laughs> stop wording the hell out. Well, yeah, as someone who's unfortunately had to teach health to children, it doesn't freak me out because mm-hmm. I've had to teach it to kids. Right. But, and I've always, I've never understood the immaturity between someone who freaks out over that. But, I mean, it exists and. She used it to her advantage. So. <laughs> and by the way, she she seemed to use that like really well. Like she she's probably done this numerous times before. Right. You know, just to to be able to get very far in you know, SSR beforehand during the war and all that stuff. Right. She probably had to just say, ah, screw it. I don't need to follow these rules. I just need to get some information. Oh, hey, look, I'll do this. And so it's probably not the first time she's done that. Yeah, uh, I I'm not sure because this is on this this is less than a year after the end of World War II, and they're trying to put in their mind, and I obviously don't agree with this. They're trying to put her back in her place, and she's definitely fighting against it. So yeah, I think she, she hasn't, really hasn't had she hasn't had to do it because she's trying to be a good agent to prove herself. And she she mentions either recently or later that it's the first chance she's had for a real mission and feel like have purpose. So she jumped on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I was thinking like, like before all this. So before, like maybe even at the beginning of the war, like as she was rising in the ranks before when she like first started. Oh, okay. And yeah, know, agent. Yeah. Stuff. Pre-World War Two. Mm-hmm. I get that. She probably had to That's go through what, the exact same that. stuff with other people. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> all right so moving on yep <laughs> um all right so so uh next scene we're at the uh the nightclub where uh they're gonna do this thing where the ssr is gonna do this thing uh we see the owner of the nightclub spider raymond uh buying the uh weapon off of uh creepy guy leap granis because um, yeah. carter shows up in her oh yeah uh carter shows up in her blonde wig and american accent Oh, God, I hate that wig. She... I hate that wig so much. <laughs> Why? I I love Haley Atwell, but she does not look good as a blonde. I'm just saying. I thought she looked fine. She, I thought she looked terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. So anyway, so uh, she gets a meeting with Spider trying to sell a necklace that she had. Um. Then she puts him to sleep with some sleepy time lipstick. I was like, uh, makes it's a joke like about the, his It's like the um uh lipstick from was it Batman and Robin? <laughs> yeah, the poison ivy's lipstick. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> like, um, all right. Now I have a big problem with this because um I'm not going to go into spoilers in case people haven't seen it and people are really sensitive about it. But in Game of Thrones, someone uses uh poison lipstick. I'm not going to tell you who. 
Mm-hmm. But and then with Poison Ivy and her, I'm really I'm always skeptical of this because like if you you lick your lips, you're knocked out and you're screwed. I don't yep. understand <laughs> how this is an effective tool. And also, a lot of lipsticks requires you to basically rub your lips together to smear it, and not all of it stays where it's supposed to. So the the likelihood of her getting it in her own mouth is very high. Or at least I, I have, but I'm not good at I'm not good at makeup in general, so eh, it could just be me. <laughs> so you'd be really bad at this possibly. I would be terrible <laughs> at this. I would either poison myself or put myself to sleep. Take your guess. <laughs> well, could this be one of those things where like they've just gotten used to that poison? Like over time they just have a little bit of that poison and over, you know, a decade or two they just their bodies built up an immunity to it. Mm-hmm. That's possible. I feel like that would be more of a spy thing. She was more of a soldier before the war or and during the war. I don't think of her as a spy as much as she is in this. I could see Black Widow doing something like that because she trained since she was mm-hmm. young. Oh, yeah. I forgot we were talking about this scenario. I was just thinking about the other oh, ones like in uh, general, Ivy or someone else. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know that's that's a good point. Yeah, she she probably like just. Like, maybe this is the first or second time she's done this, or, you know, like, not a lot. So, yeah, mm-hmm. she probably would put herself out. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be funny and terrible at the same time. She knocks on Spider's door, and then she just collapses as soon as they open it. <laughs> and then and then Spider has to give her mouth to mouth, and then he knocks out. And then it works perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a win-win. Never mind. I take it back. I don't have any complaints about this at all. <laughs> um, t- to talk about a little bit about uh, her seducing spider. Um, I read a thing while I was looking for like Easter eggs and stuff that the writers, Marcus and McFeely, uh, they hate the seduction trope. This trope of a guy coming in and seducing the bad guy and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. so they used it on purpose in the first episode, so no one else could ever use it in at least this season. Because they think it's <laughs> overdone. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. And then uh we've all I've also got some information about Mr. Brannis, Elite Brannis. Oh yeah? Yeah. Who is a character from the comics. He was a from the nineteen forties. He's a thief who owns a pawn shop, so he um it makes sense with this but he's actually one of the first characters stan lee ever created when he got hired in the 1940s and his name is the anagram of stan lee e lieber who's stan lee's real name Hmm. yeah oh cool that's yeah that's kind of awesome (laughs) and then his, his he was the main enemy of one of the best superheroes ever aka the wizard the wizard who has super speed, apparently, who got his powers by being bit by a mongoose in the 1940s. Oh, goodness it's... gracious. Was it a radioactive mongoose or just a No, I think it was just a mongoose. Uh, at least from briefly looking it up online, I think it was just a mongoose. Hmm. And then uh, okay. I, I recognize the actor who played Brannis. His name is James Frain, who uh, I didn't watch this, but he plays Asriel in Gotham. But he also plays um, Sarek in the new Star Trek, Spock's dad, in the Star Trek oh. Discovery. Uh, I haven't watched that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, I haven't seen that one yet either. I, I liked it a lot. But um, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the original Star Trek. Like the, not even original, like Next Gen and all the other ones. So maybe it's a little too different for real Star Trek fans since I'm a fake one. But also... Um, just looking at his IMDb, he played a guy named Jarvis in Tron Legacy, who I don't remember because I saw that movie once. I haven't seen <laughs> it. I thought it was interesting that he played Jarvis as well. Entertaining that he played somebody <laughs> called Jarvis. Yeah. All the fun connections. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Uh, okay, so um, after she knocks uh, Spider out, um, Carter starts searching the room for the uh, for the weapon and finds that finds out also how pretty it is. It's very pretty deadly weapon and she also has that watch thing that picks the lock much like uh pepper thought uh colson's lock would pick the lock in 
uh, in the first Iron Man. <laughs> oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, is he is he going to pick the lock and then it just explodes? Which is, <laughs> I mean, this watch thing seems pretty cool. Right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Really it, it's a good. It's a good thing that this watch didn't blow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that could have gone a lot lot worse. Yeah, because we find out that nitramine, which is this bomb thing, has a 500-yard blast radius, which, you know, she'd be dead. She'd be in, in a ball. In, I thought it was 1,500. I thought, I thought it was, like, way bigger, too. Like, Or was I no, thinking 1,500 feet when I did that math? Maybe 1,500 feet, because I actually went back and double-checked that it was 500. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, all right. That's still uh, still crazy. All right. I, I'm trying to imagine 500 yards in my head, and it's, it's a, a half it's a football what? field. Like, no, it's five okay. football fields. It's 100 yards of football. Like, field. okay. <laughs> I was thinking a thousand. Like, nope. I was, gonna take, <laughs> I was gonna take your word for it, but okay. <laughs> I'm glad you corrected yourself. <laughs> Because I was just gonna go with you after that. Right. It's like uh, this game's going forever. Well, they have to go, you know, a thousand yards, a kilometer. <laughs> Oof! Yeah, that would be a very different game. Yep. That would basically be soccer. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> I have no idea how big those fields are, but okay. A uh, thousand yards. Soccer field? Not. Whoa, crazy! Yeah, I have no idea. I know. I know basketball. I know football. And I know baseball is silly, or in my opinion, silly because each um, each stadium is a different size, so a home run is like a different distance every time. One hundred and ten to one hundred twenty yards, depending on. Okay, so just a little bigger than a American football field. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So thank you for joining us in Marvel Sports Corner, where <laughs> we barely know anything <laughs> about any sports. That's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're we're proving a lot of that today. Sports, flags. I feel like there was something else. <laughs> um, Alicia might not be putting on lipstick properly. We don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I was never taught how to do my own makeup. I figured it well, out. I mean, it, just going back to it. I mean, there's a lot of people that use chapstick too, right? It's probably a similar concept. Yeah, probably yes. accurate. I don't use chapstick, so I don't know how that works. But okay. I don't know. I, I haven't poisoned myself by using chapstick or or lipstick. To be fair, <laughs> not that I use it. It's just <laughs> I haven't poisoned myself with it. <laughs> as far as you know. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. So moving on with the episode. Um, so Carter um, is still in the room after finding the bomb. Calls Jarvis to get some more exposition. Uh, get some notes from Stark about you know the explosiveness of the of the bomb, um, which I'm just now realizing is the stuff Tony you've already said. So ignore what I just said. Anyway, then the SSR agents uh, show up for their actual sting, um, and then Carter has to fight her way out and then do, use some spy dancing. Uh, she has to do all of that because she didn't bring her hat. Yep. Although to be fair, that's a really noticeable hat. That'd be stupid if she brought it. I guess that's true. We've we've never seen anyone use a a, a noticeable hat as far as a disguise. Yeah, she and even just don't have a hat. Yet, have it, and then isn't a wig kind of like a hat? It stays on your head. It covers your hair. <laughs> it's not covering your face, yeah. right? Because usually the neither do hats or something or some do. I mean, you really kinda. you really look at them with their baseball caps. You could tell that's Captain America, or you can well, tell it's Steve Rogers if you know what his face looks like. What about when Hunter had the cowboy hat? He had that tilted down over his face. That <laughs> certainly did hide his face. That's true, but he was the uh, the standard um, disguise is a baseball cap, which yeah can go over your face. But if you know what Steve Rogers looks like, you should be able to find him. <laughs> This is like my only criticism of Winter Soldier. Like, come on. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I guess if you're looking for the face, okay. All right. We're looking for this guy who's like six six and super muscular and just like there's a Dorito shaped. You know how Captain America is. <laughs> you should be able That's to find true. him. You would notice. <laughs> you you would notice a, a giant person that big, right? Yeah. Like you'd, You'd look at the person. Like, okay. All right. You look at the person, you realize the arms are the size of four of your legs. You're like, that's probably Captain America. 
or Thor. Right. <laughs> One of the two. All right. So anyway, so Carter gets out. Um, then she goes home. She sees her her roommate who um, is uh, sick. Basically, offers to make tea like a proper British person and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like a nice and roommate what? and friend who is handling somebody who's sick. That's true. She's just being a nice person. Yes, but doing it the British way with yeah. tea. Because well, as an American, well, and you have to like... hand a sick person a beer. <laughs> or tea for someone who doesn't like either beer or coffee. I'm told whiskey is actually really good for helping you with like a, a cold. Yeah, it's called a hot toddy. Yeah, she, and oh, okay. she grabs whiskey, so not for her friend, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, not for a friend. <laughs> for diffusing the bomb. Mm-hmm. Well, for drinking after she diffuses the bomb. <laughs> Two, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're diffusing a bomb could definitely go off if it hits the edge. Yeah, definitely bring it to a um populated apartment building and do it in your bathroom. That seems like the best idea ever. Right? <laughs> Sounds like the greatest <laughs> idea. Like, don't add any more stress about killing the, all the people in your damn building. No. And city block too. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah, it's 500, 500 yards. yards. Right? That's a lot. <laughs> well, we, we see one go off, too, at the end of the episode, right? That's, That's like a... five soccer fields. I know, right? <laughs> it actually it is five soccer fields. It's not half a... It's a little less oh, soccer fields. It's football field. God damn it. Stop bringing sports into this. <laughs> you started it. I know, and I regret it. <laughs> Forgive me for our mistakes. So anyway, she uh, diffuses it, and it's way less pretty when it's not deadly anymore. Yeah. So you know, that kind of sucked. It was it was a cool effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she so she hears something from outside the bathroom, uh, steps outside, finds out her roommate Colleen has been shot dead, nope. um, and then gets attacked and fights off the attacker. Yeah, um, I like I really like Peggy's fighting style. She's a lot more improv improvisational. Where she used a stapler earlier, and she used that burner this time. I think it's uh, much less trained, but much cooler looking than like Agent May's fights. Yeah, she's definitely like she because she's definitely not like a, a fighter person, right? She is the the more of a spy agent type of person, so it really it fits her a lot more. Kind of, uh, it's also a little bit more like a you know like Coulson or something, right? Every time we see him fight, he's not as improvisational as her, but same concept in that. You know, both of them are are not meant to be the the fighter, the the take everyone out type of character. Mm-hmm. And I can see it kind of a sign of the times, where uh, like nowadays they would train someone in like Eastern martial arts, where back then you know they're much more white people centric. So she knows how to box and she knows how to hit, but she doesn't know all the awesome skills that Agent May would, or <laughs> any of them, Bobby or whatever. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. So well, anyway, um, so she... Oh, no, good. No, I was going to say, a creepy guy disappears after going out the window. <laughs> yeah, he falls like... Like, dude, 30 seconds is a whole long damn time. He, he falls, like, what, four or five stories? And then mm-hmm. and then is able to, to just leave, like, before she even looks out the window and sees him. Right? That It's like, dude! Well, we... Dude, you should be stupid hurt. We find out that he has no vocal cords later. I think our vocal cords what makes you die when you hit the ground? Is that <laughs> You know, every video game character I've lost um from falling or that you know mm-hmm. I've played is that that's died from falling, I believe they were all a character who could talk. So I think so. That might be right. Question Did Link in Zelda can he fall from dying? Or die from falling? Because he doesn't talk. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I've watched him. I, like he loses health, but I don't think I've ever seen so, him die from that, falling. There it is. It's proof. <laughs> <laughs> all right, perfect. <laughs> uh, all right, so so guy gets away, um, and then Carter's just now in her room mourning her friend who has just died. Mm-hmm. Um, who. Right. We know yeah. later she's gonna keep beating herself up about it, but well, yeah, right. 
So well, yeah. I mean, a year after yeah. Steve, the next person she gets somewhat friendly with dies as well. Dies, yeah. right? Oh yeah, that's that's definitely gonna gonna mess with you as a person, <laughs> as as a human being with emotions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I'm so assuming Peggy have... has. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so, um, all right. So moving on. Uh, the next morning, she has a meeting uh, with Jarvis at her at the uh, the same diner Carter's always going to. So she has it in typical spy right. fashion, where they're obviously talking to each other, but they're facing an opposite direction. So they have to talk a little bit louder to be able to hear each other. Yeah. Right. And That's if anyone's like following her. I mean, they would never expect that these two people looking straight forward, talking really loudly, and handing tissue to each other are talking at all. <laughs> Especially if they're trying to follow, um, you know, anyone who might know Stark, too, right? Because, you know, if they're mm-hmm. trying to find him, they're like, oh, hey, hey, wait a minute. What's uh, what's Stark's butler doing here talking to to Carter? Hmm. To, to no one. He's right. not looking at Carter. Can't be talking oh, to her. That's right. <laughs> Why? Why is he uh, handing a handkerchief over his shoulder to to this random person? Yeah, that's true. That's that's more accurate. <laughs> so, um, so they have the that whole conversation. Um, you know, he's mostly you know trying to console her and all that, but then they're also talking about missiony stuff. Uh, and so then we go on to the next scene, um, and we have a meeting with uh, Anton Vanko that at the uh, she or yeah at uh, Stark Industries that. Uh, Jarvis set up, and they're discussing um, where the weapon came from, is and where it was made. Yeah. So, hmm. so Tony, I think you had a few things you wanted to mention here. Well, just I just wanted to mention that um, we've seen uh, Anton Venko before. We saw him die at the beginning of Iron Man Two, because uh, he is Ivan Venko's dad, who is the Whiplash. You know, one of the lesser villains in the Iron Man movies. Also, you know... oh, go oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just no, I was just moving on. <laughs> okay, um, I was just going to point out since you mentioned, you know, we've seen Vanko die, um, or at least this Vanko die. Um, we we don't see a lot of deaths in the MCU, but anyone from this time frame, we see die, pretty much, right? We've we've seen a lot of these characters die, which is good because you know they they age, you know, people die when they age. Yeah. But it's it's uh, it's not one of those like oh, and they're around as it's just a really old character to pass on knowledge or something yeah i mean peggy survived um but she didn't pass on knowledge it was also really sad to see her alive i mean because she was completely out of it (laughs) with alzheimer's or whatever type of dementia she had Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because we we see her later we see you know stark uh vanko i don't know about anyone else from this time frame but you know at least those three so we, we've seen a you know a handful of uh, uh good character or good guy deaths basically in the mcu mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of people from this time frame mm-hmm. yeah yeah um we also learned from him that the nitramine gives off vita rays which makes me wonder about vita rays like during modern times did everyone just completely forget about what vita rays were because they don't use them anymore I feel like Vitarays is. They keep trying to recreate the Super Soldier program, but they use gamma rays and they use all these other things, but you never hear them trying to use Vita Rays again. That's a good point. Yeah. I wonder if they cause some serious damage or something. Well, they do. We see it in this. <laughs> but... Well, besides the bomb, you know. But you mean like cancer the... or something like that? Yeah, like the radiation for the Vita Rays, like, didn't piggy get like alzheimer's or something yeah i'm not sure i we don't see them connect that to the vita race no but we're gonna connect it because gosh darn it you guys could connect everything else (laughs) i want one (laughs) yeah it's entirely possible yeah i would accept that as possible more if also tony's or not tony howard stark got um got alzheimer's as he got older he probably did, but you know he died way before he was. It was ready to. Really oh, come you're forward, right. So. He did die like 20 years before Peggy mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. And we don't know when Jarvis died or how he died. No, we don't. That's true. Maybe he turned into a computer, which turned into a robot, 
which I can't continue that without spoiling uh, uh, Infinity War, so I will stop there. Ooh, yeah. That is also possible. <laughs> um, you know, it could be, you know, like what you mentioned, Tony, about them trying to use gamma rays. It could just be that, you know, gamma is maybe a more stable kind of thing, so it's like the the safer alternative, you know, in comparison. Yeah, it seemed to work out for Bruce, so I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't kill him. He, as far as we know, he doesn't have Alzheimer's. No, he's also too young. That's okay. Yeah, that's true. You're right. <laughs> uh, uh, but it could also be, uh, you know, that nowadays um, Vita rays just show up in everything, right? You have like um, companies that are sh- selling water with a bunch of Vitas <laughs> in it. Um, and it's just, you know, you can take a bunch of pills. Like when I was a kid, I had them with Flintstones. You know, those kinds oh, of yeah. Pills. Y- your Vitary yeah. pills, yeah. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's it's probably just that. Like they show up everywhere. And now, I mean, nowadays, everyone's Captain America, right? Because, you know, it's true. has Vitarays. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's, that's <laughs> obviously the only reason why Tony Stark can land, you know, a thousand feet. Um, you know, after falling, but still in the Iron Man armor, right? How he's he's not just jelly inside of the suit. <laughs> yeah, all his bones his... don't don't just crush when he's going Mach seven. <laughs> exactly. Every morning yeah. he takes his Flintstone mm-hmm. Vitaray tablet. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> uh, we we have a lot of choices for uh, for an episode title for this when we when we name it later. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, it's it's going to be hard to choose something. Okay. <laughs> All righty. Anyway, so moving on, <laughs> now that we've talked about um, using vitamins to make a big boy bump, um, the next scene. <laughs> um, so Carter remembers, oh, hey, Vita Rays. Uh, we had some stuff for that um, previously. So she goes and opens an old file on Captain America uh, back in the SSR building. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. during that time, Agent Sousa also kind of walks in and also gives a little nice heartwarming speech. So, you know, we, we get a little bit of uh, him trying to be a, you know, a, a nice guy character, even though we've kind of already seen that too earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, on the file we see the date March fourth, nineteen forty two, which I don't know if we knew that was the day that Cap America became Cap America. But I looked up to see the significance of that day, and it doesn't have one. Like there was a big battle <laughs> in the war. And Captain America number 13 came out. So it was not a big deal. No. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but I was like, yeah, with it so point. prominent, it, it would be, make sense that it meant something. That's true. Yeah, normally any kind of date. Well, not really. Because earlier in the episode, when she was looking, when Carter was looking at a, a newspaper, it had a date. And also nothing really happened that day either. Yeah. But yeah. Damn All it, right. Marvel. Put more Easter eggs in here. <laughs> I could choose something, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Although it does make me happy. Every time I look up one of those dates, the first thing that I want to check is if they tell me like the day, like Sunday, April 13th, you know, of, of a year, I, I, it, it bothers me if it's not actually a Sunday. So far, everything has been that day. So it makes me a little happy. Every day has been Sunday, April 13th. That's Every really weird. Day. <laughs> I just I wake up and it's Sunday, April thirteenth, nineteen forty two again. Interesting, since we're nowhere <laughs> near that date. <laughs> exactly. All your checks are bouncing. People are confused why you're still writing checks. It's all chaos. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <sighs> Man, I hate writing checks. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, all righty, where where were we? All right. Had to, just had to find my notes. All right, so um, we get a, a quick uh, side scene, basically, of the um, creepy guy um, in his hotel room sending a an electronic mail message with a, with a typewriter. Mm. So sending a message, which uh, is receiving one. weird and cool. Yes, <laughs> very spy-y. Also, it proves uh, Thor's point that you don't need a um, computer to send an email. Apparently, you can do it with a typewriter. Yeah, true. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> I mean, you could also send a raven, but is that the other well, thing? Well, then this is not electronic. Short... Oh, that's true. A little, an electronic <laughs> raven. Oh, yeah, a robot raven. Those are called drones, but whatever. We'll, we'll just say that slide. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> 
cool i just i just wanted to defend that one for absolutely no reason all right moving on um yeah so that was a whole creepy thing uh he wants to kill carter too as we see in the message he's like hey again Mm-hmm. can can i please can i can i kill her i guess and and they they don't really yeah. say yes they gave him a kind of a gray flag they basically say um just do the mission do what you uh, need kind to of make it right sense. yep yeah exactly so he basically gets the green flag for the most part you can just say whatever at that point yeah hey hey we we discussed this we're not bringing flags into this he gave him the green light not the green flag <laughs> i have retired from my flags <laughs> <laughs> that's true uh, all right, so uh, so now and now that we're done with that, we see uh, Carter and Jarvis are at the Roxxon building. So it's nighttime, and uh, Carter just wants to, you know, get some more information because uh, they found out that uh, in the previous scene, I guess it's something we forgot to mention. Yeah, uh, when they were talking to uh, Vanko, that basically there are only a few places that can make it or make the the weapon itself, um, mm-hmm. and uh, this Roxxon building is pretty much the only one nearby. So yeah. hey, look at that. We'll, We'll Roxxon, who we know is a bad corporation from Marvel. We see them mm-hmm. at least two times before this. I don't know if we've seen them more than that. We've seen them in a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer when Coulson gets gassed from the Roxxon station. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Iron Man 3 was at a Roxxon refinery when they kidnapped the president and the whole big battle at the end. Oh, yeah. And we will see yeah, them a lot so- more times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just keep showing up. Yeah, and they're just the the generic always you know always evil giant large corporation. So mm-hmm. yeah. like Walmart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, anyway, so in the scene, Carter uh, breaks into the building, witnesses the weapon being made again. Is is that what happened, or or did I just write I, that down wrong? Yeah, they're they're. No, I think you're right. Yeah, they just made one of the um, <laughs> I guess they're nitramine grenades. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh no, they have one more. How could this be any worse? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then she ends up chasing the uh, assassin dude um, who has the weapon, and it turns out he has a whole truckload. Of no, things. it's worse. <laughs> oh no, way way worse. Oh god. So so here's something I'm a little curious. If she had said, you know what, never mind, and just shoots the the truck, would would it have been like 500 feet, sorry, 500 yards per bomb or like in total they all would have? Oh, you know what? Never mind. I know the answer mm. to that. We don't need to talk about that. Um, moving on. We'll find out. We'll find out later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Later. Maybe, maybe in a week or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I have a premonition. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, the only thing that really, you know, comes from this is when pointing a gun to the uh, assassin dude. Um he uh, he says Leviathan is coming, so that mm-hmm. uh, gets a little little creepy there, right? Like, ugh, great, right. yeah. Something well, evil. Leviathans are the name of the space whale things in the first Avengers movie, so I figure he's working with the Chitari and Thanos. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. All right. Yep. <laughs> Checks all out. All right. <laughs> it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Leviathan is something from the comics. I can't really speak to it because I didn't look this up. I just assumed you would, Tony. Um, um, I'm going to hold off because if anyone, any listeners watching for the first time, I don't want to spoil it before they watch it because there are reveals later. Oh, so, okay. We'll hold off. Then, uh, all right, then I will keep my mouth shut. That's good because I was probably going to say something horribly wrong too because I have forgotten a lot. So... <laughs> <sighs> So uh, then the the bad guy breaks the bomb he was holding and says, well, you've got uh, 30 seconds to make it out. 30 uh, really long seconds, by the way. Right? <laughs> did you did you time it? Did you look at it? You know, the, no, the I, I, I quickly considered it, then decided not to. But it felt like a long time. <laughs> it did. It felt like way longer than 30 seconds. Yeah, I oh man, we should do that. Oh well. Anyway, it was probably just. Hey, a really I'll go time. look real quick. Don't Drop you guys keep talking. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so they had thirty seconds to get out, and surprise, they do. They do make it out alive. So that worked out for well, yeah. For them, she called. Yeah. She calls in Jarvis through the walkie-talkie, who we didn't even mention that Jarvis is the one that caused all this because he decided to call her on the walkie-talkie. But <laughs> That's yeah, true. Jarvis. Yeah, I didn't think about that. 
Jarvis just drives the car in, and apparently they hired stormtroopers to um to guard this place because they keep firing, and I don't think they they might hit the car once or twice, but definitely do not hit Jarvis at all, or even break the windshield. <laughs> Where earlier in the episode we see Carter by herself with a pistol take down Stark's car. Yeah, she wasn't trying to kill Stark. He's got the shield on him, not the um car. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we. <laughs> I realized something during the scene after the bomb explodes. It's kind of like a proto, uh, like the black hole bombs that the dark elves have. Oh yeah. I, I wonder if uh the Hume or Stark was getting in on the same, like had an idea for the technology that would turn into a black hole bomb eventually. Hmm. And it was like too big. So it was like too con- too destructive, kind of a thing. Well, yeah, I figure black hole bombs make a black hole, which is singularity. So it's like, it. I mean, we see the remains of the factory. It's still there. It's not completely <laughs> dissolved. <laughs> okay, so it's so it would need to be more powerful, but just smaller in physical size to, to yeah. be equal to that. Okay. So I think so. It is a minute and ten seconds from the time he says thirty seconds to the actual explosion. Wow, the longest thirty seconds in history. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three times as long, or something. Four times as long. Quite a while. No, uh, no like two two times long. and one third as long. <laughs> two two point three 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 infinity something times like as long. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. maybe I missed her. Okay. <laughs> She's at one minute and 10 seconds. Oh, for some yep. reason, I, I thought it was one minute, 30 seconds. No idea why. Okay, that explains <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay, so so they make it out. Woohoo. Um, they lose a bumper on the car. Ugh. Now they have to go to the DMV. That's going to be a hassle for Jarvis to deal with. I know, right? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, for that scene, they, they make it out. So... Um, uh, next scene, we, we move on, and we're back to the other SSR agents uh, who were talking about why uh, that sting didn't go well for them, the one at the nightclub the, the other night where, where Carter you know, stole the bomb and knocked the guy out, and not herself with the lipstick. Um, <laughs> and then they find out that, hey, they, uh, you know, they might have a picture of, uh, of the mystery lady, the blonde girl, <gasps> um, who got away with the bomb, so... We'll see what happens there, but that's also when uh, Agent Sousa fi- uh, gets the call, finding out that the Roxxon refinery is gone. Missing. Kabooey. <laughs> it's, it's gone. <laughs> Someone misplaced it. <laughs> Someone misplaced it into a crumpled heap of ten tons that's a mix of wood, concrete, and metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's a, that's a whole interesting uh Thing. And I, I forget, was it this episode? Did I not write it down? Or is it the next episode where they actually see the remnants of that building just as a giant ball? I was having the same thought to myself. I did not write it down either. And I wasn't sure if it was this episode or next episode. I'm going to consider it next episode because... For what? <laughs> when they get the giant ball that used to be the factory. <laughs> uh... I think it's the next episode because Hang if you on. if you and I both didn't write it down, it's probably the next episode. Okay. Hang on. I still have the episode open. Let me go double check. <laughs> I can do, just double check the end. Um I think it was next episode. I think it's next episode. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. Definitely leaving uh, that part in. That's that's audio gold. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Nope. That's next episode. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. So um, so then they you know, they find out that the refinery is gone, and, and that's it. Their whole scene ends. And we move on to uh, basically the next morning. We see Agent Carter and Jarvis have another crappy spy meeting um they uh-huh. have the conversation that they really should have had the night before in the car ride but they i guess they decide to just sit in silence and then wait until the next morning is how that that goes yeah <laughs> just like don't i don't want to talk about it it happened it's done silence for the rest of the trip <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you need to reflect you need to think about things i guess 
Uh, all right, so I see both of you put your name down as, as far as uh, this sort of thing to talk about. I don't know if there, if I missed anything. Um, so go, I guess. Uh, go ahead, Alicia. Oh, I just love that Jarvis comes in. And he's like, I'm not sure I could ever. Oh my god, what? Uh, it's totally perfect for somebody who doesn't do that and was like, oh, I've handled espionage before to be like, what the hell did we just do? <laughs> we just blew I up a refinery. <laughs> so I, I just, I just love Jarvis's totally believable reaction for it. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, that was it. That's what I wanted to talk about. Tony. Yeah. Uh, my stuff is more for the end after the diner, after she talks to Jarvis, where we see um her talk to the asshole, right? Mm-hmm. Or are we not there yet? No, yeah. no, yeah. So that's yeah, that's basically this is um. So then Jarvis leaves, and you know, see she she sees that guy, which we kind of skipped over. So he was an ass earlier in the episode, talking to the the waitress, and uh, yeah, he's at it again, and Carter uh, basically confronts him. So yeah, go for it, Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a badass taking the fork to his uh, what do you call it? Say the brachial artery. I'm not sure if that's scientifically correct, but it sounds all right. Mm-hmm. Um. Just saying, you'll bleed out in fifteen seconds and die in ninety. After you've how you've been acting, do you think anyone's really going to help you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she, then uh, yeah, tip generously, and then he just pulls out a wad of cash and gives it to her. <laughs> I thought, you know, that's pretty good. Very, I don't know, maybe a Wonder Woman type thing to do. It's in your arm. Yeah, she's she's pressing like she's right under the... his armpit. Well, it it also I doesn't it was in have his stomach. to be. It doesn't have to be accurate, right? I think it was the rib, like somewhere in that range. But at that, that point, guy probably you doesn't just know. say anything. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm gonna go look. <laughs> Keep um, going. Yeah, and then uh, we go to um, Jarvis. No, talking it's about... in his side. Well, he probably She's doesn't got the know. Fork. She okay, might not I mean, even know. Probably... Yeah, at a minute. <laughs> I'm pretty she in... does know, but it just sounds better to do it from there. Yeah. That's true, especially if it's like a uh, like a known thing, right? Like if you say, and I don't even remember what she said, but you know, if she says something that like it sounds good enough, it doesn't matter. At a minimum, he's in pain because there's a fork being jabbed into him. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All righty, uh, and so then we get to the final scene of the episode, um, and we see uh, she, you know, Agent Carter's walking across the street, and. Um, we get uh, basically a, a phone conversation with Jarvis in the car, in the car phone, uh, talking to Stark. Um, he starts by giving him directions on making a drink and then moves <laughs> on about, uh, uh, say, you know, having some suspicious uh, talk about Agent Carter having no suspicions. Uh... Nope. <laughs> Is Jarvis and Stark evil? We'll find out <gasps> eventually. I did look up though when the first car phone was invented. Mm-hmm. Um, June seventeenth, nineteen forty-six. On Wikipedia, was oddly specific. So it's like I guess depending when this took place, this could be accurate because we know it's forty-six, but we don't know the time of year. Mm-hmm. I want to say April. I could have sworn I looked that up like the, like oh. earlier when I was talking about the date. Well, so obviously, yeah. Because Howard's there, he well, invented Howard, it just yeah. like two months early, two or three months early. So okay, and he didn't he didn't Makes want sense. to sell it. He was like, yeah, I probably won't make money off of this. I'll just it's, not. It's what it's one of his bad babies. It's too dangerous for, um, the world at large. <laughs> <sighs> Such a horrible name. You're right. You're right. Now now that now that I know it after you said it, like, ah, oh, great. <sighs> <laughs> Alrighty, so that's it. That's the episode. I don't know if either of you had anything else you wanted to mention, bring up, etc. No, I'm, I'm good. No, no, I'm good. No. All right, cool. All right, everyone. So um, that was our uh, you know series premiere for Agent Carter. Um, we'll be talking next week about season one, episode two, Bridge and Tunnel. So stay tuned for that. Ooh. And as always, please remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. And please give us a rating on iTunes or your favorite favorite podcast app assuming you like this otherwise bomb orange we'll curly bomb things we'll yes, crush we'll, you into the size we'll of a peanut you. we implode you <laughs> <laughs> all right this is the marvel cinematic rewind for agents of agent 
oh god i've been so agents of carter yeah agents (laughs) of carter yep that's totally it agent carter season one episode one now is not the end signing off have a marvelous day one second i'm thinking i'm feeling the loss and then i feel alive